Walter Love with Brent and Jeff. Boom! Big old explosion. Some, like, confetti comes down. All right, all right, all right. This is the Alter Life with Brent and Jeff. We decided to start off the night with a blasting song. Give What You Got by Delirious. Why listen to us intro when you can just let an awesome song kick off the night? We're really excited. Brent is here. I'm here. There he is. What's up, everyone? Thanks for being here. And we are continuing on in our James series, part three. Tonight's topic is don't just hear it, just do it. This is a show of action. Apologies to Nike. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> don't just listen, but actually get up and do what you've heard. Yeah. Because so. we all, we have like ear fatigue, I think, when it comes to like the Bible and sitting in church. And Brent and I were just talking about it. You know, you can hear something over and over and over again so many times that it begins to lose its meaning. And then you hear it from a different perspective and it like wakes you up like it's the first time you've ever heard it. But we need that. We need to take those things that we've heard. We need to put them, put them into action because that's the real proof of the matter. That's what proves that we want to do what God tells us to do. If we if we don't do it, we just say, yeah, that sounds really cool. I like that a lot. And then we just sit around like couch potatoes. <laughs> then we just get fat. <laughs> Spiritually fat. That's not good. No, it's not You need not to work good. it out. And uh, I love James. That's where we are right now. This is the third uh, episode of our James series. And... Um, you know, I love this James book because it's so practical. It's like breaking it down and giving you tidbits of things that you can actually take action on. James, the brother of Jesus, was a man who, you know, got on his knees, old camel knees, and prayed. But he wasn't just someone who sat around and acted theological. He was, he knew Jesus. It was his brother. <laughs> and he knew him, and he was someone who saw Jesus act and saw Jesus um, live on this earth. And, you know, he's talking to us tonight through this this uh, awesome epistle and uh, telling us to stop just listening, stop just knowing Jesus, but actually go out and live him as well. Live the word, you know, don't just be hearers and be doers. The Altar Life. Music, truth, real, period. All right, that was Sing It Like You Mean It. John Rubin and Jeff, why don't we just kick off some topic here? We're excited about this, on. this topic. Be doers of the word not hearers only I love he kicks it off by the verse in 21 we're going to start out therefore lay aside all filthiness and overflow of wickedness and receive with meekness the implanted word which is able to save your souls and he admits you know first off you have to receive the word you know there's so many people out there that um, they're living life and they're hearing the word and it's not making a home in their hearts it's just in ear. it's like in one ear out the other um, they're hearers and they're just you know, nothing's taking root. You know, I think about the the sower. You know, and um, you know how the word comes, and some some seeds fall right in the good soil, and some fall to the wayside, and the sun the thorns choke out, and the sun gets hot, and it <laughs> ruins the word and the seed. But um, we want the word to have that good soil in our hearts, and so it can grow much fruit. And that's what this next several verses in this topic is going to be about. The altar life. Seeing isn't believing. Brent and Jeff. Believing is seeing. Brent hit hit right on the head in our previous segment. If you just tuned in, um, we are in James chapter one. We're finishing it off as part three of our James series. Don't just hear it, just do it. And um, we're talking about where it says. Receive with meekness the implanted word. And you just think about that word implanted. And it, he brought up this parable of the sower when 
there's all the seed that's getting thrown on the ground. It's just bouncing. You know, the rocky way by the wayside is just bouncing around. It's not going anywhere. Then there's the shallow soil that doesn't really get planted deep in there, so the thing just shoots up. This is talking about someone who has a readiness to hear. So hearing comes first, obviously. Um, you can't be a doer if you don't know what you're supposed to do. But the problem with a lot of us is that once we hear it, we like, okay, let's tuck that away. You know, that'll be in my archives for when I need it most. It's like our spiritual Wikipedia. <laughs> if you ever need it, you can like, call it up real quick. But we don't take it and put it into action. Um, and uh, Jesus is very, very adamant about that. Someone, you know, back in the Gospels, there's actually a part where Jesus says, Blessed is he who hears the word of God and does it. Doesn't just, it's not blessed is he who hears the word of God, but the one who takes it and knows how to put it into action. And, um, you know, that's, that's the central theme of the Bible. You know, God doesn't just give us this book to read and be like, oh, this is nice. This is like an artsy kind of, you know, historical textbook. It's something, it's a, a life guide on how we're supposed to live. If we don't take what we learn from the Bible and go out there and do it, what benefit is it? Why didn't God just take us up when we got saved? Why didn't he just transport us right to heaven? No, there's there's things that we're called to do. And it's up to us to take what we hear from God and to do it and put it into action. And Jesus actually is the word. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us. He didn't come to dwell among us just so that we could hear what he had to say and then go keep doing what we want to do. Um, I think of the young ruler, you know, as Jesus, he came and said, what do I need to do to be saved? And this, this verse says... You know, receive the word, the implanted word, which is able to save your souls. So the answer is the word. <laughs> and Jesus told him what to do and gave him an action, gave him something to go do. And of course, that challenged the motive of his heart. Ultimately, we know the story. But the rich young ruler went away sad because he didn't want to go do the thing that God asked him to do. And he heard the word and went in his ear and it was like that hard soil, you know, it bounced right off because he wasn't willing to, with meekness, um, accept the implanted word. What do you say we uh, crank it up a notch? I'm intrigued. The Altar Life. With Brent and Jeff. That was Action by Fire Flight. And we'd like you to take some action by going onto our website. That rhymed www.thealterlife.com. <laughs> Catch up on the most recent James episode so you can feel plugged in. But don't just hear it. Do it. Don't just hear us tell you to go on the website. Go do it. Go do it right now. <laughs> Unless you're in the car. Well, most of you people have high-tech internet on your phones now. So we got to get ourselves an Alter Life app. We're a little behind the times on that. But uh, yeah. I don't know what you would do on the Alter Life app. <laughs> just look at our ugly mugs or something. <laughs> just have that toilet paper just unroll over and over again. The toilet paper just says the Alter Life on it. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> if you have suggestions on how we could... Uh, go mobile <laughs> let us know www.thealterlife.com send us an email let us know where you're listening from we'd love to hear from you and um, give us some more ammunition for our radio shows whether it be a song that you like that we'd like us to play or a topic you'd like us to discuss that would be great or you know even how this show has blessed you if it has so <laughs> yeah that too <laughs> we'd like to know what god's doing in the lives of our listeners and it's great when we can be a part of that it just encourages us to keep going so we love those kinds of comments as well you're listening to the altar life with Brent and Jeff. change me by sanctus real and that's what we all want we want to be changed we don't want the word to just 
be planted in our heart and die there. We, we want it to grow, to pop the nice, fresh, green leaves out of the soil that we can actually be um, a plant that can produce fruit. All right, we got a lot of garden themes going on tonight. All right. <laughs> and that was only in the first verse. <laughs> I know. It's awesome. But keeping going, it says, But the doers of the word, but be doers of the word, sorry, and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. And so we're deceiving, deceiving ourselves when we actually listen to the word and we don't do what it says. It's almost like we give ourselves props for listening and understanding and uh, then we let it stop there. And, and, it, and it deceives us because we think we're close. We think we're being obedient because we know the word and we're not actually acting. How many folks or how many times have we sat through church and heard a message and Went, oh yes, that's so true, you know, and thought about all the people that this applies to and not yourself. <laughs> and so-and-so, I'm glad he was in church today. I'm glad he heard that. Um, or you think of those people that you want to, um, you know, you, w- you want to buy the tape for and uh, <laughs> that's to true. drop it in their mailbox. But, but God's saying, you know, don't be, don't deceive yourselves, you know, be doers of this stuff yourself. If you're taking care of obeying the word yourself, you know, you know, that's the most important thing. Don't let the enemy deceive you into thinking that, well, that wasn't really for you, that message. <laughs> that that word that you just read in the, in the Bible, that, that verse didn't really apply to your life today. So you can just keep going your merry way. No, it the whole counsel of the word of God applies to each one of us. And it's up to the spirit to shine light in our hearts with that. Yeah, the Word of God, and you'll see in the next couple verses, it is a mirror. Like, God puts things in His Word for us to hear and understand so that we can understand who we are in light of who God is and what we need to do to be more like Him. And when we hear it, we go, yeah, 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 and we all nod amens. You know, we get that, like, that, like, shoulder shrug and head nod disease that we all get. It doesn't help. We need to trust the Word of God. Right. What are we hesitating for? We got the word. It's our sword ready to go. Let's go. Um, we uh, we left off at verse 22 when he says that if we think we are hearing the word and by hearing it, that means we're accomplishing it, then we're deceiving ourselves, basically. And I've done that. I'm like, well, I sat and listened and I agree with what it says, so therefore I'm doing it. But if I really took a, a magnifying glass to my life, I would say, no, I'm not doing exactly what I'm supposed to be doing. He says, for if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man observing his natural face in a mirror. For Sorry. for he f- observes himself, goes away, and immediately forgets what kind of man he was. Does that make any sense? You look in a mirror, you know what you look like, and then you walk away, and you are like, I don't remember, I gotta go look again. That's what it's like if you hear the word of God and don't do it. You don't do what you need to do, and you don't remember the things that God has told you. You're unbelievable. This is unbelievable. I cannot believe this. This is unbelievable. This is unbelievable. It's time for our unbelievable segment, and we got a doozy for you. Yeah, what's been unbelievable, at least here where Jeff and I live on the East Coast, um, is been the amount of snow we've gotten in the the crazy winter. I think we've got like more snow so far than we have like all last year or something like crazy. But yeah, um, what's unbelievable really is how us in America deal with the threat of bad weather in the winter. <laughs> it's like, 
you know, all the weather people have to do is say, we might get some snow later. And all of a sudden, like, there's this mass panic. Like, everyone, like, scurries around. Oh, I got to get to the grocery store and buy bread milk because I always make this thing that <laughs> the only two ingredients are bread and milk. <laughs> That's disgusting. Wouldn't you be so angry at God if every time you go for the last glass of milk and you're like, oh, I got to get to the store, it's like, big snowstorm coming. No! Oh, man! Why? And it's like... And just then, you see, like, the last crust of bread in the bag, and you're like, ah, there must be snow coming. It's like a warning to all those. All that's left is, like, the organic, like, <laughs> skim. Yeah. I don't know about you, but I don't wait until the milk carton's empty to go get no. more milk. You're like, oh, it's getting pretty low. Gotta go get another and, one. Okay, at least in the Philly area, do we, does it really ever snow that much that you can't go to the store, like, in a day? Oh, I know. Like, <laughs> I love it's that. like, do you drink a... Four gallons of milk in one day? It's the like ten hours that you're stuck because inside. like you're going to be under attack and you need to live in your basement <laughs> and <laughs> you need like buckets of bouillon yeah, <laughs> and bully. cans of ravioli to to make do for the uh, the blizzard. It's not like day after tomorrow is going to happen. I know that's, all, that's how we treat it. <laughs> and then of course you know like schools just close. You yeah. know the threat of snow. Oh, school's off tomorrow. And then tomorrow comes and you just see a little flurry. And it's like, that's it. <laughs> These kids have it. These kids have it. They have no idea what it's like. Totally. The best, the absolute best is when they report on the news about it. Like, oh, yeah. oh better get to the hardware store and get the shovels now. Like, what did you do with the shovels you had last year? What did you just, as soon as there was a 60 degree day, you snapped it over your head in celebration? I don't need this shovel. It's the summertime. They had like a shovel burning ceremony as soon as like it was the first day of spring. <laughs> like, this is ridiculous. Like. I that that boggles my mind more than the whole milk and eggs factor. Like, you buy a shovel, it should last you a good ten years, maybe. It's not like they go out of style, and you need to get the newest one. I know it. It doesn't make any sense to me. It makes it's, me so it's, angry. It's our classic American culture where you don't get it until you need it culture. Yeah. But so then all of a sudden everyone needs a shovel somehow, and so they have to go buy it because they don't have it because they didn't think that I might need a shovel this winter. I should pick one up. And it's also the cluttered society that we have. That there's yeah. probably a shovel somewhere in your house. You just don't feel like you going just, to look for it. It's, it's like I'm just gonna do it. It's in your shed, which is in the backyard, and you'd have to go through the snow to get it. So you're like, <laughs> I can't get that. I gotta go to Lowe's and pick up a shovel. If I do go out and brave the snow, I better bring some eggs and some milk with me because I might get trapped under the snow. <laughs> might have to fight for survival with raw. The eggs. other thing I thought was interesting is on the news. How do you know whether they always say six to twelve inches? <laughs> like that's a pretty big difference. Yeah. And how do you know how big to make the, the difference? Anyway, we could talk about for hours about this. Nobody has regretted putting all on the altar. The altar life with Brent and Jeff. That was moving by Group One Crew, and we're moving through this topic. Just do it. <laughs> Don't just hear it. Just do it. And uh, we'll move on with the next verse. We were talking about how looking in the mirror and forgetting who you are is like when you go to a sermon, you listen to a great Bible study, you get that exciting feeling. You're like, yes. And I'm, I'm clap. This is my classic thing. It's like, that's it. I'm going to go out and do everything I just learned. God. <laughs> This is the benchmark right here. I'm setting it now. I'm going to look back on this day and be like, that's when I really made the full-time devoted commitment. And then like the next day, you're like, nah, that's- uh, what did I learn yesterday? I, I don't know. I'm busy. <laughs> I, mean, I have a job. I have kids to take care of and manage. Like, I know. I am a needed figure in the world that I can't be bothered with these petty things. 
<laughs> you get this attitude like, how am I supposed to have time to do this? And uh, you, you're like that guy. You walk in, and you're like, okay, I got some uh, spinach in my teeth. And then you walk away, and you don't do anything about it. Does that seem rational? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. No. Sorry, I'm going crazy. No, but you're exactly right. And, you know, don't be that man. You know, I, I just, this is a picture of being in church. You know, this is this is what I'm picturing. I'm in church. I get blessed. I get convicted by something. And I, it's like looking in the mirror. God's pointed the mirror at me and said, look who you are. This is something you should change. And you walk away and you forget everything that you just heard. But continuing on in this topic. But he who looks into the perfect law of liberty. So in contrast of a man who looks at himself in the mirror and walks away forgetting what he looks like. If you instead look into the perfect law of liberty, the word of God, and continue in it, and is not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, this one will be blessed in what he does. And I think that's what we all want, right? We all want the blessing that comes from being obedient to the Lord. And, you know, our spirits really desire to be, um, to be blessed we, we pray for, you know, we don't pray, God, you know, I pray you bring struggle in my life. No, you say, Lord, bless us in this, bless us in that. You ask for blessings from the Lord. And so he says, okay, um, if you look into the perfect law of liberty and continue in it, it's not the law of bondage. <laughs> it's not the, the incomplete law of bondage. No, it's a perfect, the perfect law, the perfect word of liberty and continuing that, um, You'll be blessed. Yeah, I mean, I'm hearing this, and of course I'm getting all, yeah, I need to do this. I need to get up and do this. I can't just talk about it and, and act like I know what I'm talking about to all the radio listeners out there and then not, you know, do it myself. And uh, it's convicting because you're listening to this and you're, you're reading it. And you're like, yeah, I know, I know. And God's like, this is for you. <laughs> Don't just hear it. Just do it. <laughs> you know, we, because I think what we do a lot of times is we try to use our big knowledge that we have and God's like, Hey, do this thing. And you're like, okay, God, I, I understand what you're saying, but let's put this through like our calculations. Our human our human brain needs to dissect this and, and figure out all the parameters and how it's going to pan out before we go ahead and do it. And God doesn't work that way. A lot of times it's like, go and I'll tell you where you're going when you get there. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, look at Abraham for crying out loud. He's like, you're going to go to the promised land. And there you go <laughs> it's like this land is going to be where all your descendants are going to live and you know but you're going to get there when you get there you know that's crazy to think but he got up and he did it because he knew how important it was to do what god said and not ask questions and i think sometimes we can get stuck in that like questionary mode we have all these inquiries no answers um we're enjoying this topic tonight we enjoying our time through james and hopefully as we're hearing the word tonight of James, we're not sitting around just listening, going, you're right, I really need to be serious about obeying and doing what God asked me to do. And then you're going to walk away and forget that you had that thought <laughs> or the spirit was speaking to you in that direction. Um, come on, let's let's actually be doers of the word. And um, if we get nothing out of tonight, you know, may we be challenged to just be doers of the word. And um, as Jeff encouraged us in the earlier in the show, also be doers of checking out our website at <laughs> www.thealterlife.com. 
and let us know you're listening. Hey, it's Josh from December Radio. Hey, this is Crystal Myers. Hey, this is Josh from Nevertheless. Hey, we're Cajun's Call, and you're listening to The Alter Life with Brent and Jeff. All right, that was Crystal Myers with Live. You know, what is what good is it if we just talk and, and hear and we just are always in, you know, intaking. I don't know what the opposite of intake is. Outgiving? Outgiving, yeah, I guess. <laughs> Outsourcing. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we're always just take, 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 and we're, we're receiving, we're receiving, we're receiving, and we, we don't take all that stuff and put it into action. It's like, why would you sit and read, like, 20 manuals about computers or... You know, or twenty how-to books, unless you then went out and did those things. Yep. It's stupid. It, it's it's if you read DOS for dummies or whatever, you know, and then you didn't use DOS. What was the point of reading that book? You're a dummy, which is why you probably read it anyway. But you get my point. <laughs> if we have this how-to guide, and God's like, here's how you do it. Everyone under just eighteen, by the way, just went. What's DOS? What's his DOS? That was a terrible uh, German, by the way. <laughs> German for dummies is going to come to my door. It doesn't work. <laughs> Was it das? Um, anyway. Uh, Sorry, I tell you. I mean, that's the example, and I don't think it can get any clearer than that. Like, why would you take guitar lessons and not buy a guitar and mm-hmm. play it? You wouldn't, or you would just be stupid. Everybody would be like, why are you here? <laughs> I don't know. I just like watching people learn how to play guitar. And I can do scales and stuff, but you don't have a guitar. You don't have the thing that you need to do. So what's the point? Yeah. You get my drift, folks? I I think you do. And that's why he says, if anyone among you thinks he is religious, because, you know, that's what we do, right? We, we, oh, we heard it. We're religious because we go to church and we heard a great message. And does not bridle his tongue, but deceives his own heart. This one's religion is useless. And he just picks a few things out to talk about, like bridling your tongue and, you know, that's just one thing of many things. Because then he goes on and says, pure and undefiled religion before God and the Father is this. And he gives you an example of something, to visit orphans and widows in their trouble and, you know, the blanket, which is like all encompassing, and to keep oneself unspotted from the world. So, you know, basically... Religion isn't all about sitting around listening to the good message in church and then walking out and just doing whatever you want. It's taking it serious. It's bridling your tongue. It's actually helping other people who are less fortunate, and um, because we're commanded to, which that's the you know that's the word of God, and to keep oneself unspotted from the world. And you know that's true religion. That's religion that's not deceiving. Don't be deceived tonight thinking you're okay. If you're just sitting around doing your own thing, listening to good message, but then doing your own thing. Hopefully, the word that you're hearing is breaking through the shallow ground, the shallow soil of your heart, and you're like, yes, I'm going to do this. Before that, you heard Write It Down by Bleach. If you're not listening now, I'll write it down. That's what he said. <laughs> if your ears aren't ready to listen, what did God do? He's like, you can't hear this right now? I'm going to write it down for you so you have it forever, and you're going to receive that word and it's going to be important to you. And I like how, you know, I when you just read this, you think, okay, all of a sudden he's talking about like orphans and, and widows and, and the tongue. Like, where'd that come from? But I think it's, God knows what we are. He knows what he got when he bought us. And uh, what do we do? We take in, we hear, it's all head knowledge, and then we can spit it out. We spout it out. And we're like, well, you know, the eschatological blah, 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 blah. And we know all this jargon about the Bible. And I love it. He's like, 
bridle your tongue. <laughs> like he's like, if you think you're religious because you can say a bunch of stuff about what you've heard, and you're deceiving yourself because your religion is useless. That's that's how we live our lives a lot of times. Is we base how religious people are, how godly they are, by what they've heard and what they've who they sit under and what they can say and spout off. And uh, that's not religion and not religion in the negative connotation of the word, but actually like living out the faith that you have is what he's kind of talking about. Pure and undefiled religion is going out and doing, doing things to help the kingdom of God. If you miss the altar life, log on to www.thealtarlife.com and listen to the most recent episodes. We're about done for the night, but you know, to sum up what we've been talking about tonight, you know, be doers of the word and not hearers only. Don't let yourself be deceived tonight in thinking that just because you know a lot of stuff, you've heard a lot of the word. Um, you know, we do it all the time in the Christian culture. Hey, did you read that book? Oh, I read that book plus the three other ones that he wrote after that. Because we, we want all this knowledge and we want to hear the word of God. And we think that just because we've heard it, just because we understand it, that God's pleased and, um, you know, religion is man's attempt. <laughs> the word means man's attempt at getting closer to God. And we think that, you know, true religion is, he said, a lot of times we think that that religion is just hearing the word. But God says here that true religion is actually going out, helping orphans, widows, bridling the tongue, <laughs> and keeping yourself spotless from the world. That's true getting closer to God, you know. God is pleased when we draw close to him by doing these things that he's commanded us to do. Um, you know, you can show that you love Jesus by obeying his commandments, the Bible says. You know, it's about doing and not about just hearing. Yeah, I think one thing that James gets, and I think a lot of people miss, is everybody's like, oh, faith, faith alone, you know, which is true. You're saved by grace through faith. If you don't have faith, and, and we'll, we'll talk about that in a couple weeks, but the thing that we forget is we're like, oh, I can't. I'm not going to live under the standard of rules. And we get like our backs all arched and I don't like that. You can't tell me that there's a standard for me to live by. What about grace? You know, everybody starts to throw that out there. And I love how James is just like, hey, there's nothing wrong with religion when it's pure and undefiled. And what that means is be spotless from the world. The people who cry so much about like a standard of living are the ones that can't keep the standard of living and don't want to. You know, if you, if you see it and you're like, wow, God wants me to live like this, man, that's hard. But if I obey him, that shows how much I love him. And that's all I want. Because if I love God, then why wouldn't I want to do the things that he says? You know, <laughs> Jesus said, why do you call me Lord and not do the things that I say? And how many of us can, can admit that and confess that, that I call him my Lord, but I don't do what he asked me to do. How can we live that way? Yeah, and, he, and that reminds me of what he says before. But he who looks into the perfect law of liberty, if we're always concerned about the rules that we can't follow, he says, look at the law of liberty. You know, liberty means it's like I don't even need to worry about rules because I'm just pursuing what God wants me to do. The rules take care of themselves, you know, and pure undefiled religion is doing the things that God asks us to do and following on in that law of li perfect law of liberty. And um, God, may we be able to do that in our own lives. Don't That's just preach prayer. the sermon, live the sermon. And until next week, be cool cats. Live for Christ. Yeah.